Welcome to the Learning by Doing podcast. My name is Ethan, Ethan Cisneros, Ethan from Thirst, as I like to brand myself. I'm the owner of Thirst Drinks here in Salt Lake. We are a very loud, offensive, ambitious company, and this podcast is part of the documentation of my journey. Here you're going to find insights in me running my business and kind of the behind the scenes. So let's check out an episode. Can't even remember the episode number, but we're back with Learning by Doing back in a huge way. I mostly can't remember it because I'm trying to, I, I was trying to start this episode with like a memory and I've got three or four of them because I've known <laughs> my guest today, Lauren Warner, for a bit. Um, Lauren is the owner of Honest Eatery here in Salt Lake, a few different locations. And when someone says, like I've heard the term hustle respects hustle, <laughs> you and I got a lot of that for each other, even though we don't yeah. chat that much. This would probably be the longest time we've ever chatted. <laughs> I know. Right now, yeah, dude. It's true. It's true. Like the first thing I said to Lauren when I got in here is this is one of the first times we haven't been rushing past each other and been like, oh yeah, but hey bro, we'll see you later, bro. <laughs> <laughs> kind of interaction. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, oh yeah. But dude, more than anything, so much respect for you, bro. Oh, like, thanks. I look up to you a lot. I'm, I'm a huge fan of your company. So that, the way we met I th- was at the Vivian Arena. Yeah. I mean, we might have right. heard of each other's companies before yeah. then, but this is right when you were starting up. Yeah. So I'll start off with the story. I had just gotten into the arena, and I'm, this is, back at the time, this is, we're talking about the Vivian Smart Home Arena, jazz, where the jazz play. This was, all I was thinking about was my jazz <laughs> location. I can't tell you, like, looking back at it now and how much I don't really like, I have a manager for that yeah. store, and they yeah. take care of a lot of it. It was my main focus, dude. Like uh, every innovation, every yeah. marketing thought, every <laughs> everything I was doing was, how can we make the Vivint Smart Arena location better? Yeah. And uh, so I was there. I was just excited walking through the little uh, like what's it called? Um, concourse. Concourse yeah. one day, and uh, I see Honest Eatery. <laughs> I think we had talked about doing an acai bowl feature, like as a weekend feature at Thirst before. Okay. And I think I just stomped in there and said hello, right? Yeah, so, so my memory is, so we actually got a trial. The Vivinarita said, hey, we want to try you. I had gone in and pitched them on putting the concept in. Yeah. We of, got, of acai into the arena. Of acai gotcha. into the arena, like a healthy option into yeah. the arena. And, so um, that was trial time? trial got it like it was a playoff game big game they yeah. put us in cut I remember bops. the temporary signs they put, yeah, that's right they put up temporary signs they put us in cut bops location where they used to be right inside that yep. that door so it was a really nice location and i had coincidentally i had read something about you or seen something about you on tv like within the two weeks before okay knew you were there yeah and you came down and just like introduced yourself and said hey whatever we can do to help and so yeah. like that for me it was dope yeah it was it was well and i remember one of the arena guys because and i had i think i was like hey we should maybe do a weekend feature or something together. yeah 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 one of the arena guys was teasing me and i was already making deals <laughs> <laughs> probably dante right yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah, like that yeah. so anyways that's where lauren and i met and yeah. then we just kind of figured out that we're actually up to a similar mission it's yeah. funny because i was thinking about it when i was coming over here our businesses like have grown at a similar pace and they're actually as far as store, what do you, so you have three stores? So we've got three plus the arena. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind of like yeah. us, three plus the arena. And so we're at a, like a similar point and it makes it really relatable for us to do, to, I think, even like the messaging that we've just briefly gone back and forth on of like, literally what I just got done doing, I feel like you can, you're going to be able to relate to so much. This morning, got up at 
5 a.m. <laughs> to get this massive pr- to facilitate this because you know we do have employees to help us, but we still need to be there a lot yeah, of the time, especially for big things at this stage, and facilitate this huge order getting out. But we have to have payroll in by noon because mm. everyone gets paid tomorrow. And yeah. If we don't get in by noon, no one gets paid tomorrow. And so squeeze payroll in, and then boom, we're up here for the next thing, and then we're probably going to be dragged out of this for something, and then come it's back. nonstop. Non-stop. Dude, and it's, I feel like it's the point. Tell me where you feel like you're at with your company right now. Well, how about give the spiel of kind of your company? Yeah, after, of course. But I feel like in my company, I'm at like a interesting point of like, it's not like we're the big boss, Yeah. you know, and, yeah. but we're also not in the smallest of trench. It doesn't make sense for us to be in the smallest part of the trenches at all times. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. there's like a balance of... How much do you keep your hands dirty and really do the grunt work because we're a small business, but you also got three locations yeah. and managers and things like that. Anyways, we'll get into the, like, I think that's like kind of a scaling question. Great. Tell me yeah. the story of Honest Eatery and yeah, you even bet. before, like, yeah. what's been your, what's the entrepreneur story behind Lauren? Yeah. So, um, first of all, thanks for having me. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Appreciate the respect. Intro. And we, um, I, I respect you immensely. Thanks, and bro. I've told you often that. I wish that at your age, I had the perspective that I have now um, and the drive that you have. Um, so, so just nothing but respect for you. So back in, um, uh, back in 2015, um, so I do consulting as well. Um, I do management consulting with um, large corporations and mostly in the oil and gas industry. And so oil, oil prices. So is that what you were working on doing when you were my like what were you doing when so you were my age? when when All i was back. yeah so so you're a young man um i was i was i was in business school probably about at your age um and i went to business school at a young age and then i worked for corporate for for three years what kind of places um so i worked right out of business school i worked at bank of america for three years okay and um i just hated it you hated it hated it it was um i did i did one good money great money so like that was at the time that was the draw for me it's like i got all this school debt i need to pay school debt off i'm gonna go take this job because they offer me a lot of money yeah um but i was like one of like three hundred thousand employees yeah and so my influence and not like i want to be the guy that controls everything but like i just felt like the work i was doing was menial and wasn't that great mm-hmm. Um, so, um, a friend of mine that and worked you're with in me, your twenties at this point, in my twenties. Okay. So yeah. So, um, uh, late tw- like 27. Okay. So actually 20, 25, 25 was uh, 25 to 28. I was there. Um, from there I left to go to work for a, a consulting company, did work in the oil and gas, um, really opened my eyes to kind of the entrepreneurial world. Um, because I was on projects by myself. I just had to figure stuff out on my own. Okay. Um, Were you doing that, that before? So, no. So, so, like, so the good thing about that is it took me all over the world. Um, I, lived, I lived in Angola. I lived in um, Brazil. I lived in, um, like, on oil rig out in the Gulf of Mexico. And so, so it just gave me a lot of experience. For this job. And figuring stuff out on figuring stuff out on my own just the this is kind okay. of the project objective figure it out so it's just a lot of hustle figuring stuff out because you've you've got to you've got to show your worth to the people that you're working with so long and short from there i got the idea that hey i could probably do this on my own i don't need a consulting company to take 60 percent of what they're charging for me to be out so there is it 
sorry, I'm trying to understand. Yeah. So yeah. like you got this job at this company that yeah. taught, kind of taught you the ropes of how to consult to yeah. these people that you were going around Correct. to, right? Correct. And then you're like, okay, I want to probably do something. Like yeah. That. So, so like, I think most consultants get to this point where they realize, Hey, mostly they're doing business development for me, but I'm the one that actually does the work and they're taking 60% of the money. Um, so got the idea that I could do this on my own, found a client that would subcontract me for his, for his, um, his people. Uh, long and short, did a great project with them in, um, in California and in Texas. And, Is this 30s um, now? Yeah, in, thir in 30s. Okay. And so, so I'm 42. Okay. Um, 43, actually. Just turned 43. Gotcha. So um, in 2015, in 2015, market kind of crashed. Right. And on most of my experience, my clients were oil and gas. And um, I all of a sudden went from having lots of income to no income and no, no prospects of having more work in the future, mm -hmm. in the short term. And so I started thinking about ideas that we want to do. My wife and I had lived in Brazil. We, there was a concept in Brazil that we really liked that sold acai, healthy options. Um, so in 2015, Towards the end of 2015, 2016, we opened a concept um, with a business partner. Um, we ran that concept for a few years and just the partnership didn't work out. Mm -hmm. So we sold that and said, hey, we want to do something kind of on our own. And that was the origins of Honest Eatery. Um, and so... I kind of remember it from there now. Yeah. I feel like I was... You were part... You, 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 you probably... You, part. you saw everything right. from there. And so, so we opened up Arena... Shortly after that, we opened up downtown. Uh, two months later, Foothill. And then in 2020, we opened up Provo, which we then closed and moved up to uh, Sugar House. We kept everything a little closer. So now, before I ask a bunch of questions on it, now, now where's it at? Are you going to open more? Or do you want to have this little ecosystem in Salt Lake? Do you... Yeah, I mean, so you, you, know, you know how these things happen, right? Like, yeah. everyone who comes in, they're like, I want a franchise. Yeah. Right? Like, you, get, you probably get that 20 times a week. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so we get that. Um, I'm always Does a little bit... Does it excite bit, you? Uh, it's, it's exciting that it's some... It's flattering. That's to me, right. it's, like, flattering, yeah. but it's... At this point, it's... Yeah, <laughs> to your point, it's literally once a week, three times a week sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know? So... So you're right. It's flattering, right? That someone sees your business and yeah. says, I like that business. I would want to own that business. Yeah. It's also a little bit concerning. I think you're like me in the sense that you protect your brand. Mm -hmm. And so you're always concerned about your brand and your reputation. Yeah. And when you talk about franchising, all of a sudden you're talking about possibly someone um, putting your brand trust Wait. in someone else, right? Yeah. So now you have Honest Eatery. It's in Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, what about Lauren behind the scenes? Like, what what's your what are you trying to do as an entrepreneur? Do you feel do you feel like n now you're on like a, a journey to be keep going on with entrepreneurship? Was this kind of a thing you and your wife wanted yeah. to do? Yeah. So um, so yeah, um, honest is something that's really ingrained within who I'm we sorry, are. I'm sorry, interrupt you. I'm picking at you because <laughs> I feel like we're. It, we've I've from afar felt very similar in our yeah. journeys and the yeah. kind of way we thought about things. Yeah. But tell me, because I'm interested. So, so I think you can probably relate to this. I, I know you can. Um, uh, when we put Honest together, like we really wanted to be part of the communities that we operated in. In fact, downtown, we live downtown. Um, we're on Regent Street. Regent mm -hmm. Street, they redeveloped and no one went in. Right. No one went in. 
Was this right when you opened? Yeah. yeah. Like even before, I no, they that. built yeah. that and no one went in. Yeah. Um, it took coolest the, street of all it's time. Beautiful street needs to be re- yeah. revived almost. Yeah. Well, it's, at this point, what, what, it's, it's revived yeah. and it's just, people haven't gone in. They wanted the COVID, whole thing, right? restaurants. And so long and short, we, we said, we had our eye on the spot. We went to them early, like a year before. And they're like, that spot is going to go to someone else. And we never saw anyone else go in. So anyway, we kept pushing and we wanted to go to that spot. But at the same time, we, we knew that we couldn't just have our first store be a downtown store. We needed something in the suburbs. Um, so you did these kind so, of together. So we, so we did Foothill at the same. It was always in the vision that we would do two. Yeah. And so, but it's kind of our community, right? Like this is the area that we live in. We know the customers that come mm-hmm. in. And so that was, that was like a big thing for, uh, for us. Yeah. Um, tell me about kind of your strategy as an entrepreneur. My, you know me, I'm a big offensive, yeah. loud marketing. Yeah. Like I love marketing. You know how much I love marketing yeah. and stance on that. What do you feel like it takes I mean, you've been a successful business now for, is it four years? Are you yeah, so, fourth, so, working so, on your fourth year? Yeah, if you can't, three years is yeah. probably more accurate, yeah. And you had the business before this. What yeah. does it take right now to be a successful biz- brick and mortar business where you have to bring people, <laughs> yeah. not, you're not at an arena. I'm not talking yeah, about arena. Yeah. I'm talking about Foothill or downtown, yeah. that Regent Street. Like how do you bring people into a store? Is it, do you focus more on the customer experience yeah. to then Oh, so good. We're going to come back and tell our friends. Yeah. Do you feel like you're trying to go grab more customers with marketing? Yeah. So what does it take to actually? Get yeah. Time? So by nature, I'm a process guy. That's what I helped in my consulting. I go process. Um, I look at c- continuous improvement. How are we going to be better? My wife is very much the product driven, um, came from a f- culinary family. Yeah, she's good. Huh? So yeah. she developed that. And I'm, I'm kind of the process guy, the operation guy, yeah. the finance guy. And so I think there are a couple things. I also worked at Grand America and that shaped my life in the sense of understanding how to serve people. I was there during the 2002 Olympics um, and Grand America taught me the importance of actually how to serve Good others customer service basically. yeah so yeah. it was phenomenal so so, so f- like you're comparing a hotel yeah. industry which is kind of known for serving you really well right? yeah to a food business it doesn't even get done enough but it's dude so true sorry true. Go on. no so it's true so so to your point like perfect though one of the one of the first things that that we've and I actually when I, I did a I did a exchange program in Rio during business school and I had a class that was called service operations and it was focused on so much restaurants and hotels and I learned a ton from that class and what I took away from that class is that the experience that you mentioned before the 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 guest experience from when they walk into the even before they walk into the door to when they walk out has to be there. Yeah. And, and so how do you build that? Let's stop on that. Like yeah. the, the experience, it's so frustrating. It's not frustrating. It's just like, what are you doing when a company gets, or let's just talk about a restaurant. Yeah. That's what we are. And we'll stay narrow. Uh, although it, I think it applies, but why aren't, why isn't every business grateful for their customers? Dude? That's what I, I'm trying to make that like a thing that I always tell my managers and employees yeah. like we need to learn I don't expect you guys to you know go crazy about this but 
we should be grateful for these customers being here. Like, there's, they don't have, there's a billion other places they could get our product cheaper, you know? And it just frustrates me when you see businesses, like, taking advantage of their yeah. customers. Those customers don't have to come to you. No matter, especially if, especially if, like, say, for example, Thirst continues to get so popular and our lines, our, we have a line problem, right? And we are just so like leaning on the fact that we have such a fun Instagram page and everyone's just gonna come back anyways, yeah. which is something we would never do, that we neglect the actual experience. It's just, it, it's been the hardest balance, honestly, for me. It's like, cause I'm, like I was saying, I'm so loud, but for instance, when I opened Milk Creek, when I, in this store, the two of three, I got my ass kicked, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like with operations yeah, and training, hard. like yeah. you really think you're gonna open yeah. a multi-million dollar, yeah. you know, revenue store that's not for children to do. Yeah. Like that was kind of my slap in the face with Mill Creek. Yeah. It's like, dude, like that, we kind of broke a million dollars in revenue right when Mill Creek opened per store. Like that, and I was like, all right, this is a multi-million dollar, over a million dollar revenue store. Yeah. I need to be taking it seriously. When, yeah. when I opened Mill Creek, I was like, I got slapped in the face with that <laughs> stuff. But what's the balance there? Like, well, so does that make sense? Uh, yeah. So I think, I think it's hard to speak to all businesses, right? But I think sometimes what happens in business is you can focus so much on the numbers that all of a sudden when someone walks into the door, they're a number rather than an individual. Yeah. And that's the challenge, right? And it's a challenge from a process standpoint as well. When, I, when I'm in the stores working back there putting acai together or back making toast or pressing a panini, mm-hmm. you can fall into the thing of, of just like, this is a process. I've got to get through the process. But I had an eye-opener yesterday. I had a woman walk into our Foothill store with her dot with two kids and her husband. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, these women drag their husbands into our store, right? Gotcha. <laughs> the husbands aren't always attracted at first to our, the to our demo product is originally women? It's women. Got it. So, but she came in and she was so excited to show her family what was on the menu. And she was actually selling them on the menu. And so what I realized... how nice it was? Well, just, just because she likes the food. Okay, So yeah. she's selling them on, this is what you should get, this yeah, and yeah. this. She's excited about she's it. She's excited. Yeah. And so what I realized is, you've been in stores where you walk up to the counter and the person's like, no personality, they're not into it. So imagine this woman walks in, she's super excited, she goes up and she's with a bland individual. Yeah. The service becomes bland. Whereas for her, it was such a big thing, so important that she brought her family. Mm-hmm. And then if the service isn't there to go with it, the food can be as amazing as possible, yeah. right? The food can be the best in the world, but if the service isn't there to go match with it and the processes behind the service to be fish efficient and quick yeah. aren't there, the experience is then blown for her. And she's like, she literally went out of her way mm-hmm. to come to my store. Yeah. The most powerful form of marketing of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, here I am, here we are trying to get, pay, like get more engagement. When <laughs> someone literally dragged their family into our store, it's like yeah. the ult- ultimate yeah. word of mouth. Yeah. Dude, well, it's fascinating. Cause like, I'm realizing right, even when you're talking like, I, I'm, it's really clear to me at different ang- a different angle we take on business, I think is that you, like I'm learning to, so you've heard, I'm learning to focus on the experience, honestly. Like, I, I honestly think it's something that I have like, m- focused so much on marketing and sales and that I haven't even been focusing enough on bringing them back, which honestly is some, it, it's just fascinating because 
you don't do as much marketing as we do. No, not even close. Not, okay. not even close. Not but even close. here you are continuing to be this equally as successful business. I think it's because the way you're doing mark, you're playing offense by playing defense <laughs> almost <laughs> yeah, in, so, in yeah. some ways because you're yeah. playing better D than me and you're probably picking it off and scoring sometimes. <laughs> That's the way like, <laughs> yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Like it's it's you can really win by like if if my employees at the win well first off if the pretzel bites were melted in your mouth fresh and good the drink was accurate and the customer service and free popcorn and the script was nailed yeah. like it i know it would work every single time yeah. but i just haven't like it's hard it's and that was gonna be my next question is okay so like someone like me who maybe is on the side of too much not not enough focusing on the experience too much driving it in too fast how can you how can a business owner really break that down because you broke it down you said if this you took the whole experience and then you said the service and the food right yeah. i never even thought about it that way because i usually think all right focus on the experience or focus on the marketing yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but you're like you got the food within it so yeah. to me that's pre was the drink yeah. accurate with the pretzels fresh like i was saying was the customer service good was the wait time long so you right off the bat broke it down but tell me more about how you think about actually hacking providing a perfect experience and how do you train your employees to do it yeah yeah so that's <laughs> a challenge right especially in this market right with the with the it's hard to find employees but so um a lot of our approach, I'm really hands-on. I think you know this. You're, I see you doing the same. You're making pretzels. Yep. You're in the shops. Every time, every jazz game, he's pretty much in there. I bet. And what it, are you doing? Are you cutting labor in there? Are you? Do you feel like you can't find good enough people? So, so I just had a, a, I had an employee yesterday give me some feedback, which was great. And they said, Lauren, you're really centralistic. It was a nice way of, of. It was a really nice way of saying you're a perfectionist and you're and you like control and you know gotcha. with your brand you go back to your brand so um the feedback was making so much sense yeah. you love the experience you don't like you you would rather it be perfect than you maybe focus more on marketing or scale faster or something right? yeah so it's making so much so sense. the point is is so i'm at the jazz games a lot because for me, as you said before, that's a marquee experience. It's pretty prestigious. I think you agree. Hell like yeah. to say, I'm a small business inside of an arena where where the where you it, where it an NBA you team plays oh, gives you gives <laughs> yeah. you clout. And so I'm super. Totally I want to make sure that that experience is right. Yeah. I need to let go a little bit, but but I'm I'm in the operation a lot. Yeah. And one of the things that. I need to do better and, and as, as such I'm able to give feedback I'm able to train I'm able to to, to help the team um, but there's a point where the team has to has to has to fly on their own you said you were big into like process checklist yeah. stuff is the is the thing that because I'm too um, I'm just louder about the other stuff <laughs> yeah. but I do love, like I'm hot on I built my whole training program and train you all. I'm really excited yeah, yeah, about it. Have digital checklists. Yeah. Do you feel like it's more that you haven't processed everything out for someone else to do it? Or you're there, like that part's done. You're not worried about that. It's more you're there to make sure it's getting done still perfectly. Yeah, I, think that's, I think that's part of it. And one of the things that I've learned, so we use Jolt as well, like yeah. you, you yeah. helped reference that. So thank okay. you for that. And no, I don't feel as bad. I should so, be some type of operation. <laughs> so, but what, what, what I find is 
as someone that's process oriented, if I put too much focus on that, my employees then put too much focus on that, and then all of a sudden getting the task done, making our acai for the next two days becomes more important for the customer that's sitting out there or the order that showed up that has shown up on the KDS. Makes a lot of sense. So I've had to go back and tell them and re, re, reset the group and say, task is secondary to experience and to getting um, the, the guest experience right. Dude, I really like that, yeah. It's, it's something we're dealing with in our shop right now is like, and immediately my mind, I'll just, I feel like I'm getting, I'm, we're doing some consulting right now, but immediately in my mind, I thought one of the problems I think I have in my thirst stores one of the b- problems we have is labor, managing labor. Yeah. It's so freaking hard, dude. Yeah. Um, I feel like it makes or breaks a business, yeah. honestly. If you can't manage your labor, you've got a business. If mm. I managed my labor right the first five years of owning Thirst, I'd be rich. <laughs> I don't have any money right now. <laughs> like, that's, that's how important it is. One of the hardest parts is closing for us because we'll, we'll be busy till, say, yeah. Saturday night, 10 p.m., right? Yeah. One of our busiest nights. We'll crush yeah. it, have a double lane drive through. Then right at 10, we're closed. And we have yeah. seven people sitting there who are all now supposed to navigate the cleaning of this yeah. store, which people think just sort of... As you know, we're not just serving soda. Yeah, There's a lot of it's stuff a lot out there. To do. Fra- cleaning fryers, yeah. tons of dishes for the whole day. Um, like immediately, what went into my mind is, what I first did was make these jolt checklists, which are a billion tasks. Yeah. And they do these at closing. They also do them like after their shifts, like to refresh to refresh things, and. Like, it seems like they're robots. Yeah, like, they're not even, they're not necessarily, like, working together to clean the store so that they can all go home. It's who moved this specific item and cleaned it, and I'm not doing anything for anyone else because I have this on my list type of thing. Same stuff with, like, responsibilities while you're working. If there's three people in the shop, we used to, this is a way we're managing our labor right now, and so I I like to think people like us are listening to this and people like us are interested in the tactics yeah. but like one of the things we're doing right now is i learned this in wetzel camp by the way hmm. you know wetzel camp i yeah, went yeah, to yeah. uh like with scheduling we try to run out of 25 percent labor right? yeah we my newest tactic is i made my each of my managers a spreadsheet to use to do this but they have a manager at all times and every hundred dollars an hour they have a an extra person uh we used to have like Every, this person's coming in to make beignets, do the beignet checklist. Mm-hmm. This person's coming in to work the window, do the window checklist, and that's what they would stay on, which means I've got like seven or eight positions back there. Right? Yeah. Now yeah. I'm changing it to this, like, we're here to work the shop. Yeah. And if you got to throw a couple beignets in, make them a creamy, yeah. and then make a pretzel bite cup yeah. and hand it out the window, yeah. then that's what we got to do to make it work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. Does that make sense? Maybe yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. maybe I'm yeah. d- diving in like, oh, because I'm like, this is the key. I, I used to think this is the key for freedom and scale of on, of business is write everything insanely specifically <laughs> out. And that's some people I feel like tell you that. Like, as I yeah. swear, I still hear that. And there's like books about that. But I think there's a balance of like, to your point, I'm, and I'm literally going to add that to all my stuff. It's like, all of this is second to what we talk about in our orientation, yeah. or, you know, probably, which is we are focusing on the customer experience over everything. Yeah. Sorry, that was long. No, no, no. So, now I'm getting selfish. But, I'm like, can you help me? No, but that's, but that, but I mean, that's, that's it. All I think we, about is that shit. we have, um, we have all of our employees do kind of a little bit of everything. And I, I actually, at the end of the week, we shoot for 25% as okay. well. 
often we get 20. And when it hits 20, I actually am worried because I think to myself, how did the experience, how was the experience? So on one side, you're like, oh, I'm glad yeah. I saved some money. Exactly. But was, was yeah. the experience there. And so... So you want to use the whole 25. Yeah, I mean, I, I think ideally... We it's a balance, I but guess. we've got we have uh, the the amount of stuff that our staff does is really quite amazing because we actually you you've got the same thing. There's prep, there's cleaning, there's there's customer service, there's getting people in and out, there's online orders, there's third party yes. orders. So it's all this stuff, and that's where the processes come in place, right? And then having people have specific roles, but also trusting them. I was going to say, it seems like you'd need to lean on, like, I'm learning this, and it seems like what you're saying is, like, got to lean on your people more, almost, yeah. like, they, hey, Lauren, I trained you how to do this, now, instead of giving you a baby list of, follow this like a robot, like, you know what to do, for to a degree. And, and I think, I think, you, I, I, so I always try to put myself in, in the employee's mm-hmm. shoes, right, and at the end of the day, we're all, we're all self-centric, right, like, at the end of the day, we look out for ourselves. So I try to look at, at my employee and say, what is their experience when they come in? Would I want to just go grab a list and walk yeah. through this? Now, there, there are personalities that love lists, that yeah. love to, to check things off, and that's how there are other personalities. That, so we, we try to match personalities as well. I have, I have several employees that get so much stuff done, but they don't love to be in front of a customer. Yeah. When they're in front of a customer, they're polite, they're great. But it's a bit awkward for them. Right. They don't like it. So we try to find other spots to, to put them. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's important to like, even to like, if I was talking to another young entrepreneur, like this is literally something I feel like I'm learning in this instant is like, there's no key to, to you make, I'll just call myself out. Like Ethan, you can't just like subscribe to Jolt, build everything into Jolt. <laughs> not sleep for three days and think like this is the key to opening as many locations as you want or same thing with my trainual training program i honestly thought that like but the reality is and i should have known this and you're opening my eyes to it is like yeah that stuff's important yeah comma you also it also takes time and you need to build relationships with people and have managers and build a team and i I had an employee tell me There's the other no way to do it. That I had an employee tell me the other day. This is a, another great thing about actually working with, right? And I ask lots of questions. So I was working at the arena the other day, and I was talking with uh, with a young man who who's part of our team. He's fantastic. Part of your team? Yeah. And um, he he we were talking about a few employees, newer employees. Uh-huh. And I said, how you know how can we get these people up to speed more quickly? I feel like my training's not there. I feel like we're not you where we need to be. This? Yeah, I said that. Got it. And he said, Lauren, you got to understand. And he's a fantastic employee. But he said, it took me a month. It took me literally four to six weeks to actually put everything together. And so I think often we think things are simple because we've been doing it all yeah. the time. Oh, but they're so not. Relatable to this and too. so he said, you've just got to gotta give people a little bit of benefit of the doubt and give them time. Dude, I'm frustrated about this right now. Yeah. Like, I'm frustrated about this right now with my like i don't feel bad be t- telling them because they know we're working with them on it but west jordan store is slow yeah so slow yeah. instagram dms rich will tell you all day west jordan slow reviews west jordan slow uh-huh. they're a brand new team yeah you know like yeah. i mean they're not brand new but we're talking about moving a car in less than a minute you know that's what people expect these I days know. on a I massive know. order i know um i'm I'm literally fr- like, and one of the things is, well, they have the same scheduling policies as, as the other stores, AKA, and the biz- 
if they're doing the same amount of revenue at any given time, they have the same amount of staff. Yeah. It's not like they're understaffed. Yeah. Um, I, it just takes time. Huh? It takes time. Like, I was just frustrated yesterday. I'm like, this. we have the position on window, right? Where you now basically, I'll say it out loud, and it sounds way more complicated. You have 20 orders on the screen. You're yeah. now navigating all this stuff just piling onto the table. You yeah. get to separate it, greet the customer, say yeah. hello, take their cash if it's cash. Oh, but I want to add this. Hit the script perfectly. That's like the hardest thing of it's all hard. time. But while also doing another job because we're expecting you to help in other places, you know, it's like I'm lit. That's dude. It's cre- so much relatable stuff yeah. in our stages of growth because I'm like I'm literally frustrated about this right now. But you're, I need to be patient. Well, yeah, and and one of the things that so we just uh, you know like what we do is not like rocket science. So. And I actually feel this way, even when I was at Bank of America, when I was hiring people to work um, on my team, I hired an individual for who the individual was because most of the other stuff you can teach them. Yeah. And so when we hire and it's hard, you know, it's so hard to hire right now. It's so competitive. Um, but we just hire for an individual. I, I don't. It's I, unmatched hard. I feel like it's, it's never it's, been this hard. It's never been this hard. You never had to pay this much either. Never. <laughs> and and it's hard not to fall into. They walked in the door. I'm hiring them, right? Because yeah. we need we need a body. Dude, I'm doing that. right. So 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 you know, yeah. like you know, and it's hard not. I did and, that with some a prep person earlier this week, and it's and, serious. And you have to sometimes. Sometimes it works out, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't. But but, but but you're saying that's a bad hire usually. I don't, I, I, it's not hard necessarily, to say, but yeah, but I, what I'm saying is I just hire for character more than anything. Yeah. And so I ask questions like if they're in, if they're in college, I ask them, tell me about the decision making process of how you decide you want to go to school. Gotcha. How did you decide your, your major? So you start to get a, These an are idea interview questions. Yeah. What, what are some other good ones? Cause this is actually Interview questions suck. They're scripted. Yeah. But unless you can have some ones that so, they're not expecting. So um, I, I'll ask them often, and this is a bit maybe more canned, but, you know, hey, tell me about an experience you've had with working with someone who didn't agree with you. Yeah. Right? Tell me about that. Walk me through. And they got to tell you a little bit. they got to tell you a little bit, and yeah. you see how they react. So then you get a, a general idea of how, how they're going to probably react with a customer. Yep as well yeah so these are kind of some of the things that i learned when i was at bank of america was in corporate world that are good things that you that you take away from that is is behaviors and what what are the behaviors and 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 so forth and it's you think like it's an hourly job but dude one of the things that rachel and i were just talking about i think while we were driving up here is we're talking about how much we've been working lately or, or this is a couple hours ago, we were talking about how much we've been working lately, and I was saying we're putting in so many rep. Like, if you think about it in like reps terms, like uh, the average person's working half than us or yeah. a third than us. Yeah. I was like, you're putting in two to three times the work. So someone like your peer that is working yeah. the average amount, yeah. if you're working three times, you should have three times the experience. Yeah. And it was true a little bit, but I don't. And not, now that we've had this conversation, it's got me thinking at a different angle. Is like the part that is probably the hardest to do is the stuff like is scaling relationships and ways to navigate people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like I know every, I feel like I know exactly the method to blow up marketing for a store. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm positive. She's great. I do it. I'm, I think I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I think I'm doing it. Yeah. Like I have very 
popular, in, you know, relevant brand on all the communication channels we use. Yeah. But what where I'm not like as wise as I may like think I am is, or I know that this is true, is that I don't. I'm still learning how to have how to have relationships with 100 plus employees hard. and how to give them what they need and and expect enough and hold them accountable yeah. and is there anything else that you can like shed on like okay, you have a lot of employees you have to you use them to get your job done like what what other yeah, so having employees is the hardest thing of all time. Yeah. I feel like you're rocking at it right well, now. Well, I, I don't know about that. I mean it's hard it's got. it's hard, right? Like everything's really hard and I, and and being being someone who loves the brand and is hard, is not willing to to maybe delegate as much as possible this is this is what i teach my clients when i my when i go do consulting work is i work with mid-level leaders and um, frontline leaders and executive leaders and we talk about delegation and it's funny because then you look back at your own business and you're like (laughs) i'm not as good as what i'm preaching to them and it's hard when it's when, when you're in your own situation right but I, I just think so first of all a hundred employees is unreal like that's really hard for you to have an individual relationship with every single one of those individuals sure, and, yeah. the, and, the, and the argument is is that you probably shouldn't sure right but like how uh, and for me I, I still do have I love to have those relationships yeah, yeah I've transitioned over the last year into like okay now I'm at a different point of I worked with my managers of each of the store yeah so I've invested a ton yeah. to have a ton of management yeah and um, like now I'm like trying to figure out, okay, how do I train them to now do what yeah. I was trying to do before yeah. this, you know, it's, it's because hard. reality is I'm still learning. Like I don't, <laughs> this is a whole nother thing, but like, I, I don't know the answer just to everything. Yeah. And you'll relate to this. There's no one else. Like we're at the top. So whatever we say goes. So if you're yeah. going to guess or, you know, for sure, either way, like it's, it's hard to navigate that. and there's no book, right? Like so being an entrepreneur, there's how to do that. Yeah. Just like. Anything else you can shed a light on with delegation? Well, so I think one thing, and we, this goes for our company from top to bottom, is I think, first of all, we we care about the individuals and their experience in working with us. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I'm sure you feel the exact same way. Yeah. Um, sometimes, as a business, you sacrifice things for the benefit of those that work for I had, For example, I had, I had, uh, I had a team member yesterday send me a text and said hey i need to i need friday off well she was on the schedule for friday and i said okay you need to you need to you need to find someone to work because the schedule's already made classic situation dude and and she wrote back she said and i said what's going on so that opened the door for her to actually she said my professor just changed our exam and she's a she's at university utah and so my response to her, her was what time I'll go cover you. So, uh, how often do you do that? We do it a lot, and it's hard, right? So, so when because that this is probably anyone who owns a small business yeah. can relate to the following 100%. line. One hundred percent. I can't come in from my shift today. Yeah. No one can cover. What should I do? Yeah. What should I do? What <laughs> Take some responsibility and find yeah. someone to work for you, right? So, th- in this situation, it was like this it was situa- real. This was a right. real because it was a real test. Like, and you it's a test. Yeah. I wouldn't do that for someone who's, y- you know, you can tell when someone's making something yeah. up yeah. or they didn't plan well. Yep. This was a real situation, and yeah. so I'm happy to do that. Um, and you're right, the hardest thing, and so that's where I try to push as well to the other leaders at the, at the store. No, you need to talk to them 
and um, it's hard. We had it's, hard. it's it's really hard, and we we've we've kind of instituted, and this is hard because we need bodies, right? But we've instituted a rule because it's not fair to the rest of the employees. That's the that's it's not fair to the customer, the guest. It's not fair to your other employees, the team. So we've instituted kind of this thing that like we we just tell people like, you do a no show, no call, you're gone. Yeah. You're gone, and it sucks because we've, we've lost a few people that yeah. had a lot of experience, but they did it because they were irresponsible, and we, we just stuck to it. Yeah. So. Okay, dude, I'll wrap it up. I, yeah. I can't think more than anything. Like it's, and I, I feel like I knew this, and I'm, I'm going to continue to learn this even more starting today, but marketing, yeah. it's easy, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> for, we for can you. figure out how to do... But really, though, like we can figure out, and, and maybe that's maybe this is Ethan's formula, yeah. or what I'm about to say. But for me, it's like I feel like that it's figured out, and anything else that comes along, I'll figure that out too. Yeah. The forever figuring out is people, like navigating yeah. people. Yeah. Na- navigating people is the difference between like just only ever having one store and maybe going out of business to getting to where at, we're at plus where we're trying to go for forever. I feel like yeah. the single variable will be the teams that we have doing it on it. We're at the vulnerability of our, of our team. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, and so first of all, like su- have nothing but respect and admiration for you and your marketing abilities. I wish I had those abilities. I wish I had time to, to put more, and we need to, but, but we've taken a little bit of approach. We had a bit of a, of a, of a large growth at the beginning and then we've kind of scaled back. Yeah. And we've just said before, until we get ducks in a row here, uh, yeah. we'll talk about And it, as an expanding. entrepreneur, like we're balancing that stuff, yeah. you know, like we're, we're balancing when we, <laughs> when we can't handle a lot more business yeah. and, and, and when we can, um, anything else we need to know before you log off? No, it's just so, may, so maybe, much, maybe man. like the last thing is that you mentioned before, kind of like that entrepreneurial life. And I just, I think one of the things that at the end of the day sometimes is frustrating from an entrepreneurial standpoint is when, especially when you get complaints about the business and, 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 and many of those are super legit, we can get better on. There are some complaints that you look at and you scratch your head and you say, I wish that person would take us a minute to have a little bit of empathy and put themselves in our shoes. All the time, yeah. I had a DoorDash driver the other day come in. I was running one of this, I was running our, and he, and he was super rude to me. He didn't know that I was the owner. Yeah. But he was super rude to me. And yeah. I actually said to him, I said, you know what? How would it be if we switched jobs for the day? Why don't you let me experience you and you experience me? And then you'll have a little bit of empathy of when you walk in here with a, with a bad attitude and you're upset that we don't have the order ready for you right when you want it, you'll understand why maybe it's not ready right when you have it. And so as an entrepreneur, you just balance so many things. It's so hard to be perfect at everything and naturally you gravitate to those things that you're good at. And, um, and so, so it's just a challenge. It's, I, I think, uh, do they get to these reviews? Cause do they, I'm not gonna lie. They get to me. Oh yeah. No matter what. I think no, they'll no, always kind of get to always me cause will. we're trying to be perfect. You care about like, your business and your brand. Yeah. You yeah. care about your business and your brand yeah. and you, and your guests. Right. And, and actually at the end of the day, like those opportunities, um, to, to catch those and, and learn from those is they're actually it's a really good thing I sh- we share the positives and the and the negative reviews with with our team I have a re- weird question to end yeah I've never yeah. asked this one do you have any advice for me like you've know you've seen me 
like from even from yeah. where we've seen each other yeah. like what kind of feedback could you give me if you had to give if you had to give me any so dude honestly i'm literally just wanting to know <laughs> i'll make you answer because dude i have just a ton of respect for you and i'm i'm literally feel like i'm gonna apply so many lessons or if not lessons it's like i i know this is stuff i could be good at but just like uh focus you know yeah. on the importance of these kind of things that we were talking about but well so so you know i'm not in the day-to-day with you I, I follow you on instagram and we can contact each other your 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 statement earlier made me laugh we we ran into each other at vivant the other day we literally didn't even say a word to each other we just gave it we just gave it and, both, we and hadn't we're, sl- we're i could tell like, you hadn't slept day, yeah like we're both in <laughs> the same boat either. and i just laughed when i got home i'm like that was so funny but um and I had an employee tell me the other, uh, feedback. So I, I, I like getting feedback, and, and I need to do better at that. But an employee told me the other day, he said, Lauren, our business is going better than it's ever been, but you don't look happy. When you come into the wow. store, you don't look happy. And that hurt. Like yeah, that, that, that hit hard. crushed you. And so... Because you want to be the... You, I mean, you want to be... Yeah. Their stri- yeah. Yeah. I want to be the example Was as well, Was it a slap right? in the face? Or yeah. No. Like, I you, took it... I or took, did you know? I agreed. I agreed. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I 100% agreed. And I think part of that is because I don't have balance. I... You know, there's... The business will take as much time as you give the business. You don't have balance, you feel like? I... Like, I have, I have a wife and three kids, right? Yeah. And um, I'm working on it, but I have my laptop open all the time. Gotcha. My kids are playing around me. I have to make a concerted effort to close that and say my focus is here. Do you feel, because I, I feel like I have, we're going, it doesn't matter. We gotta, I got to go on this because this is so relatable for, you, for me and you. It's yeah. like, because I feel two ways about balance. One, I don't give a crap. Yeah. I don't give a crap what anyone thinks yeah. about how much, I'm, what I'm doing with my life, honestly. Sure. Like, if, the, the way I usually think about it is like, what if, like, for example, I liked riding dirt bikes yeah. as much as I liked entrepreneurship. Yeah. I'd be at work, then I'd be riding dirt bikes. Yeah. Okay, say that's uh, all but six, seven hours of the day when I'm sleeping. Well, I like entrepreneurship more yeah. than dirt biking and more than anything. So I get my hours to go to work plus do my, ho- like, it's a hobby. On the one hand, comma, like, uh, I'm going to, I would call myself out a million times out of ten, which is... I need to clean my room, do my laundry, <laughs> call my mom more. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, like even things I yeah. feel like I'm good at, I want to do more. I'm, I'm just making sure there's thing. Well, is, this is probably what you were telling me, but I, I feel like to me, on, on the one hand, I don't care yeah. what people think, yeah. but at the same time, like when someone like that in my life, that is someone like you is saying it, I do look at it and I think about it and I'm like, oh wait, is this stuff, is this getting out of hand, you know? Yeah, but so I- Is I'm getting one, out of hand, Lauren? I'm, I'm one, <laughs> well, I'm on the same page as you. So I love what I do, right? Like, I love, and my consulting work starting to pick up a little bit, and I love that. So I'm getting pulled in all these directions, and do I you just- like, So you like it? You I like, love it. Yeah. I love it. I, I love working with others and helping others improve what they're doing. Even as much as you do it? I love it. The amount of hours that you do yeah, it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, me too. Love working. I love having my Dude, laptop over. It's exhilar- It's exhilarating to look at the numbers. It's exhilarating to follow the numbers. It's exhilarating to just follow the progress of the business. All I would say, and, and, and again, this is like feedback- not even Dude, observing not even observing you Go like hard. all the time i'm just saying like i'm because i think we're similar 
I would just say, don't forget the other relationships in your life. And I think you hit on, hit on it a little bit um, as Even, well with, you, with like your mom, with like calling your mom. My relationship in the last few months with my parents has never been better than, my wife told me last night, she said, it's, I've never seen you talk so much to your parents, but it's because I put a concerted effort on like, I need to be priority. a better son. I need to work, I need to have a good relationship with my parents. Tell, tell, tell me what you think about this potential plan that I'm thinking. Because yeah. And this will wrap it up, I promise. <laughs> like I posted on Instagram last night about, I got my little certification yeah. from Wetzel, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. excited yeah. about it. And I wrote a long caption because I got excited, but I was like, I am so, like there is nothing I want to do. It, it feels like I'm in this competition. Dude, you know, like, and uh, and this couldn't be more fun. Yeah. And it, here we are, like, going into what's probably, hopefully, going to be a booming, busy summer, yeah, as yeah. we po- hope are hoping. Yeah. Like, this is amazing, dude. Like, I don't want to do anything but work. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just like, okay, what if I check off priorities of, of for me, it's my my mom and my immediate family and my girlfriend, and not really, a, and then work. And then not a ton else. Like, yeah, it's okay. I and don't feel really bad right now. Like, if my room's messy, like, sure. I don't feel really bad. Sure. Ditching. I don't care about missing early twenties friends' experiences that much either. You sure. Know? Like, I had a little bit of my fun with that. Like, I, I don't know. Does that and, seem and I like would, I would never. One hundred percent. I would never tell someone how to live their life from that from that perspective because we're just all so different, right? Yeah. And like you get you're exhilarated by your business all i all, all i'm saying is like and i'm with you like i i literally have a small circle i've always been this way i have a small circle of closer friends and those are the people and i'm i'm kind and 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 friends and would consider myself a, a, a friend with these others but that tight group that's the most important yeah. thing for you yeah so as you as long as you're calling them and they yeah and i feel like those closest ones for me like i can think of my best friend calling like or two or three of my best friends that are like really my closest friends I feel like they get it they get it they're like oh it's just Ethan and when he's done he's done and you're gonna pick up and I have a couple of my closest friends I haven't seen them in four or five years we talk two or three times a year on the phone it's normal like it's it's like it's we pick up the conversation it's never awkward like they get it you're busy I'm busy but our friendship's still there dude we gotta do an episode too yeah (laughs) let's do an episode too soon thank you so much thanks dude everyone honesty to before we go, um, is it the shine that I like? Yeah. Shine. The shine breakfast sandwich will change your life. <laughs> it's what I do. It doesn't have Havarti usually. Havarti, yeah, I yeah. usually get it with mozzarella. They put fresh mozzarella in it. I do extra sea salt. It's bacon, egg, and cheese. It's fresh. It's a panini. And then I get a baby acai bowl to go with it. It will change your life. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> it's a good get the breakfast. Shine panini. Love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Thanks. Laura. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Learning by Doing podcast. It's been a blast having this podcast and be able to communicate with the Ethan from Thirst Nation in just another way. Um, Speaking of Ethan from Thirst, if you guys haven't followed me on Instagram or checked out my YouTube channel, that's really where I'm sharing everything. The whole entrepreneurial journey, everything, every part of it, you're going to get it. Follow me at Ethan from Thirst on Instagram, and uh, I'd be really grateful for your follow. I would look forward to having a conversation with you over dm leaving a review if you like this podcast too would be awesome because i'm trying to get in the podcast game and uh, i'd love your uh, approval so thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time